to Season 3, Episode 19 of the Saja Photography Podcast. My name is Jason Teal, and I'm back today with an episode of Picture This, where I talk about a particular photo that I've taken recently. And what I'm talking about today is the first sunrise shot that I took going out in 2022. That sounds kind of weird. 2022 still sounds kind of weird. It's 2022, gentlemen and ladies and everyone else who's listening. At any rate, I am going to kind of go through the details of this shot and let you know where I was, what I was thinking, and how I really got this shot. So again, I was out after the New Year's. And why I say that is because New Year's, the first sunrise of the year is a big deal in Korea. And this was not the first sunrise ever for 2022. The first sunrise I did photograph, but I was standing in my underwear, looking out my window here in Ulsan, and I wasn't going out and actually expecting anything. But I did get a shot, which is sort of what I normally do. So this particular shot, and if you're wondering what I'm talking about, please take a look at the custom artwork for this episode, and it should give you an idea of the shot. But at any rate, I went out to Gansugat a few days after the New Year's Day celebration and got my own stuff. And I really like going there kind of in the week time because you're not getting the young couples or the old people that are just hanging out there for some reason. You're just getting people who live in the area taking a walk, and it's actually quite nice. There's lots of parking, and there's even a 24-hour robot cafe just behind the parking lot at Kanjagot. So anyway, why is this area important? Well, it's rumored to have the first rays of sun touch Korea or something to that effect, although Pohong, I think, also claims that title, so who knows. But at any rate, it's a good location, but it's... It's not the most amazing place by a photographic standard, at least I don't think. It, it's there so that people can stand and look at the ocean and view the sunrise. The problem is that there's nothing really there outside of the sun and the ocean. And that's a problem if you're trying to get like interesting photography because... There's nothing there. You've got ocean, horizon line, sun. So usually I, I try and skulk around the shoreline and find a lot of the rocks, which are located just below the viewing platforms, which may or may not annoy other people. But a lot of times there's nobody really there aside from the people that are standing on the viewing platform taking selfies and their photos really, I'm not in them. So that's not really a concern. So I'm looking at something in the foreground to make this whole photo a little bit more interesting than ocean and sun, especially these days where it's either overcast or it's clear skies. And that and that's what I was dealing with actually on this day was that the sky was devoid of anything that was remotely interesting or even resemble the clouds. So in that case, here is the tip. If the sky is boring, make your foreground element more interesting. So look for things. And when you're looking at seascape photography, usually that is waves, oceans, uh, shorelines, rocks, anything that can sort of build the interestingness of your image and then sort of position that, you know, 
in the main frame. And if you're looking at the rule of thirds, put the sky as high as you can, put that horizon line near the top third so that it's not dominating the frame, the interesting foreground elements are. And that's where I sort of focused in on because honestly, the sky was boring as shit. There was nothing there. And, the, you know, there wasn't even a lot of color in the sky. It was just either, you know, like bright sun, blue, that's it. So I kind of wandered around under the platform and found a great spot and set up my tripod. So now with the tripod set up, I really tried to compose the image with a lot of the rocks and the elements leading up towards the sun. Now, I did say that there wasn't really any clouds, but looking at the image, I'm realizing that there was a sort of a row of clouds along the horizon, which sucks ass because it's one of these things where they, it doesn't really add anything to the frame, but it does block the sun from coming up out of the horizon as you kind of want to do. So you got to wait until it clears those clouds. And then it's sort of, yeah, it, it's a tricky thing, but that's what happened here. So what I basically tried to do was play with the color a little bit because I wanted the ocean to be as blue as possible and then have that golden sky above. And where I tried to like sort of frame it was whenever you have some sort of obstacle blocking the sun, you can get that sunburst if you if you dial your camera into like F22 and, and really get everything really sharp, but it also makes the sun kind of pop with that like sunburst star effect thing. So I positioned it where I could, where I sort of butted up against the rocks and it was just cresting out of that weird row of clouds along the horizon line. And I did get that sort of star effect. And as well, what I was doing was I put on a 10 stop filter, which is a really dark filter but it really smooths everything out. And the exposure that I did was for about basically a minute. So it's not too long. Like I'm not talking about like a five minute exposure or anything like that, because here's the other thing. When you're doing a long exposure, especially of like five minutes, the sun moves. So you're gonna get this weird blob dong thing in the sky and it doesn't look good. You know, you may want to take like multiple exposures, but I usually try and keep it simple. So I, a minute you're in kind of the good area, it's not gonna move too much. And that's what I was shooting for. And it a minute, especially with rough seas, that's just enough time to like smooth out and give it that milky layer that you're kind of looking for. Because in this particular area, I'm shooting against really rough rocks. So I have the jagged edges of these rocks coming out of the water and the water is actually quite smooth. And then you've got the golden sun with that pop of the starburst and that's basically the image. Now the editing for this shot was really not too much. I mean, I know a lot of people say, well, it looks like a little bit heavy handed with the saturation and well, yeah, I, I want colorful images. I don't, I, like I'm not, Again, as I always try and say, like, I'm not out there, you know, trying to be like a wartime reporter and, you know, I've got my bullshit glasses on and everything has to be really, really realistic because no, I want to create art. And so what I did was I brought this back into Lightroom. 
I straightened out the horizon line. I brought it into Luminar 4. Yes, I'm still using 4 as I'm waiting for the new version of Luminar to come out. Maybe next month, they keep telling me, but it's coming sometime. But anyway, I brought it into Luminar 4. And I'm basically, I use a preset to start things off with. I know it sounds kind of weird, but I, I use the aerial preset for the morning, uh, golden something, golden hour maybe. And that usually kicks things off quite well for me. And then I sort of play around with it. I, I adjust the colors. But the one thing that I usually play around with is the adjustable gradient, because that allows me to adjust the color tones in the bottom of the image where I want it a little bit cooler and then bring up the warmer tones in the upper part of the image. And that gives it that sort of, when you look at the shot, you'll see that there's a golden color in the sky and then the bluish hue in the bottom and, and not really making it look like there's a weird filter on it. It just, I mean, it's colorful, but it's not crazy unnatural either because you don't want that. If, if everything is blue, you've done something wrong. So, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say keep it natural because this is definitely not a natural looking shot, but, you know, use your head on this one. And if it's, you know, if stuff that's supposed to be white-ish is also bluish, then you've gone too far with your filters. Okay, just before we go, I, I want to touch briefly on the filter that I was using because this question comes up a lot. And you may be thinking that I was using some sort of crazy expensive you know, $250 filter. No, I was using a sub $40 filter that I bought off of Amazon that screws onto the end of my lens. And I really want to bring that up because sometimes it's a hit and a miss. And the brand name of this one, I think is called Ice, but I picked it up off of Amazon for, I think 35 bucks. You can maybe find them cheaper now, 25 bucks, maybe I've seen them. And it is a great little filter, but be careful. Like cheaper is often asking for trouble because if you're buying cheap Chinese made stuff, you're going to get a weird purple color cast, or it's going to have cross hatching if you're buying the variable ND filters. And it's just, you know, you might as well just chuck that thing out in the garbage. But this particular filter is actually really good. I've used it for a number of years and there's no you know, a uh, weird color cast, it does what it says and it's a good price. I'm not saying that the expensive, you know, $250 10 stop filters, B and W or whatever they're called, they're good, I guess. I mean, I really can't afford them at this moment in time, but I'm sure they're worth every penny. But this one is a no-nonsense, cheap filter. So if you're looking to get into long exposure photography, it is great for the seascape shots like this. And I've used it for many, many years, and I'll highly recommend it. So I'm going to put it in the show notes below, the link to the Amazon if I can find it. Check it out. It's not an affiliate link or anything like that. But I mean, if you're looking for a cheap filter to test out, there you go. So as we get to the end of this episode, I just want to thank you for listening and I hope that you'll continue to do so in 2022. Next week, I'm hoping to have a great interview with a amazing Busan personality. So do keep tuned for that particular interview. And with that being said, take care and I'll see you guys all next week.